Okay, let's get our haiku on. Nobel Prize for who? This mask thing is getting dumb. Police are leaving. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Oh my gosh, we got so much to talk about. It's so much to talk about. My show notes took like forever to create, which is why I didn't do it right off the bat. So we're going to just jump right into it and see if I can get as close to 30 minutes as I can. I don't think I'm going to. That's okay. Uh, I think you'll enjoy this episode. So something well-deserved. Donald Trump has been not... Oh, by the way, going to be a lot of cussing in this episode. So if you got kids there, uh, yeah, you may want them to... Or put on headphones or something because... This episode is going to go absolutely crazy. So Donald Trump's been no- nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. What? Are you kidding? Not kidding. Here it is. The nomination was submitted by Christian. I, I'm going to fuck this up beyond all belief, but deal with it. He's Norwegian, so this is not going to be a thing. So Christian Tybring. Jede, a member of the Norwegian Parliament, of course, a right-wing member of the Norwegian Parliament, lauded Trump for his efforts toward resolving protracted conflicts worldwide. Um, Tybring Gede said, and this might be where I spent a lot of time in his podcast trying to pronounce this guy's name because I got a ton here, um, For his merit, I think he has done more trying to create peace between nations than most other Peace Prize nominees. As it is expected, other Middle Eastern countries will follow in the footsteps of the UAE. This agreement could be a game changer that will turn the Middle East into a region of cooperation and prosperity. Um, Yeah, he also said key role in facilitating facilitating contact between conflicting parties and creating new dynamics in other protracted conflicts, such as the Kashmir border dispute between India and Pakistan, and the conflict between North and South Korea, as well as dealing with the nuclear capabilities of North Korea. Um, yeah. He kept going. He kept going, and he should. Indeed, Trump has broken a 39-year-old streak of American presidents either starting a war or bringing the United States into an international armed conflict. The last president to avoid doing so was Peace Prize laureate Jimmy Carter. Now, I I, got to tell you about Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter needed to start a war. He was too much of a pussy. But, yeah, I mean, Iran... Can you name another country that needs its ass kicked more than Iran? Well, whatever. So, but a good point. I mean, Jimmy Carter was the last president that didn't go to war? Nice. So, um, uh, Tybring Jedic, or whatever the hell his name is, goes on and says, I'm not a big Trump supporter. The committee should look at the facts and judge him on the facts. Not on the way he behaves. Yeah, really? You think? (laughs) Um, The people 
who have received the Peace Prize in recent years have done much less than Donald Trump. For example, Barack Obama did nothing. Yeah, no, Barack Obama did absolutely nothing. He was a junior senator, which means he was a he was a, a, a senator for two years, and then he became president. And they, before he was even elect, before he even sworn into the office of the presidency, they gave him a Nobel Peace Prize. Now, in I'm going to say this more than once. In defense of Barack Obama, Barack Obama had no idea why he was given a Nobel Peace Prize. Barack Obama actually said, I don't know if this is something I can even accept. He did, eventually, because he's an arrogant prick. But the reality was he didn't deserve it. He knew he didn't deserve it, and it goes on. But if we can take a look at... Donald Trump, what he's done in the last four years, and I say that if Yasser Arafat, a Palestinian terrorist, could get a Nobel Peace Prize, um, yeah, I think this is a good thing. So let's take a look at what Donald's... He brokered peace between Israel and the UAE, and that's going to open up peace deals between Yemen, who has been fighting a proxy war with Iran and Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is going to want a peace deal. Um, Egypt and Jordan are the only two countries besides the UAE that have a peace deal. There's going to be more peace deals that come out of this. He brokered a peace deal between Kosovo and Serbia. I mean, my God, that civil war has been lasting for decades. And Joe Biden sent his son. He keeps talking about that. He sent his son, or no, his son volunteered to go to Kosovo to, to fight in that war. Donald Trump ended that civil war. And by the way, if you don't know Kosovo and Serbia, that's actually the former Czechoslovakia for you old farts like me. He settled tensions with North Korea. Now, granted, there's still conflict with North Korea. But the reality is they're not being the assholes they were before. He destroyed ISIS. He neutered the terrorist country of Iran. He killed two major terrorists in al-Salmani and al-Baghdadi. Al-Baghdadi, who, by the way, married an American hostage, raped her, then gave her up for his brood to rape her. He brokered the release of a couple of dozen American hostages in other countries. He is the first president since Jimmy Carter not to start a war or not to join a war. And he's pulled troops from the Middle East. I can't think of another man who is more deserving of the Nobel Peace Prize. More deserving than Barack Obama, who, by the way, continued a war in Syria it, matter of fact, enhanced a war in Syria, started a war in Libya, without congressional approval, by the way, killed a president, which started a civil war, and then lied about a conflict between the United States and the ISIS caliphate in freaking uh, Libya. 
that ISIS caliphate? That's Benghazi. He lied about it. He was not the peace guy. I don't think there's a doubt Trump deserves it, but he won't get it. The Nobel Prize is shit. They got five guys that are determining who gets this, and all of them are leftist Europeans. So he's not going to get it. Barack Obama won it because he was a leftist and the first black president of the United States. But even Barack Obama, he did this several times, said, I'm not exactly sure why I'm getting this. You're getting it because you were a leftist president. Now, on, I'm going to defend Barack Obama. I'm sure he would have lost the Nobel Prize if they had just waited a little bit. Um, Barack Obama, in his first six months, was asked to embrace the European uh, Union's currency of the euro. And he apologized to all the countries in Europe for the malfeasance, and I put that in air quotes, the malfeasance of the United States. But Barack Obama, when he sat back and said, um, no, we're not going to join the European Union and their currency, because he already knew it was shit and the United States currency was fantastic. Barack Obama didn't do that. I guarantee you, if the if NATO, if um, the Nobel Prize Committee had just waited, he would not be a Nobel Peace Prize candidate. Barack Obama is a leftist. He wants to transform the United States government. There's no question. But he did care about the United States. It was Michelle Obama who didn't give a shit about the United States. So I think President Trump should win. I And I think anybody they decide to choose, it's going to be really hard to explain how how Donald Trump didn't win it. And it's going to have to be somebody, not the European Union, which won the last Nobel Peace Prize. Not Barack Obama, who didn't do anything to earn the Nobel Peace Prize. It's going to have to be someone like some Chinese, some Hong Kong dissident that fought for China's rights or whatever. I am really excited about January. I really want to hear what's going to end up happening. Well, I... I Sports is getting stupid. I am watching the NFL tonight. It's Thursday night when I'm recording this. It'll be released Friday, and uh, I'm don't I'm gonna hold my opinions on everything because I think I need to actually watch some football games. Tonight was a good game. I, I had no problems with it, but sports are being stupid. It's killing things. And a lot of it has to do... This mass thing is just getting stupid. And sports are not helping anything at all. The general manager for the Washington Nationals was kicked out of a game this week. Not for arguing balls of strikes or throwing a base at an umpire. Uh, Joe West, who honestly is like the worst umpire in the world. Besides Angel Hernandez. He's terrible too. Um, and to be honest with you, Joe West and Angel Hernandez, I would be happy if someone threw a base at him, hit him in the head, gave him some sort of contusion, and then they both would retire. But he got thrown out of a game for not wearing a face mask while sitting on the third deck 
about 800 feet from the field by himself while he was outside in the sun during a hundred degree heat. No shit. The following clip here is from a guy named Bob Menerary. I hope I'm pronouncing this. He's considered the golden voice of comedy. He, and one of the things he does is he's got such a great voice. He sounds like a sportscaster. And so he does sportscasting for this stuff. And he, hey, it, if you haven't turned off the video, uh, the audio, the podcast, because I'm cussing. Um, yeah, this guy cusses like crazy. He's a comedian. It's funny. So let's listen to him and his commentary. I had to actually look this guy up to make sure he was really, he wasn't really a sportscaster. But it was really funny. If you go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com, you can actually listen to the what the real sportscasters said. And the sportscasters said pretty much the same thing without dropping an F-bomb. So listen to this. And you can see here he is. Yep, he is going to be tossed. The general manager for the Washington Nationals thrown out, not for arguing balls and strikes, but for not wearing his mask. That might be the first time that's ever happened, but this country's a fucking mess right now, and so is baseball. He doesn't give two shits, though. He's standing there firm, and Joe West is going to come over, try and shoo him away. That's not going to work, and they're going to have to call in the big guns. Well, what a disaster. I don't think stuffed animals and cardboard cutouts can catch COVID, but you got to wear a mask. So the GM, <laughs> I, I, I tell you, I think that is really funny. I really do. Maybe I'm way off, but... I, I think that is really funny. So the GM was named Mike Rizzo. And when Wes threw him out, and Wes needs to retire. He's a terrible umpire. He's about five foot six, 685 pounds. I don't know how he can move. When Wes threw him out, Rizzo sat back and said, yeah, fuck you. I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here. They actually had to walk... West had to waddle to the coach of the, not the Washington Nationals. I don't know who they were playing. Oh, the Diamondbacks. I know they weren't playing the Diamondbacks. I have no idea who they were playing. But he had to waddle over to the coach of the home team and call, have the coach call security. And the coach looked at him like, huh? I don't want to call security on the general manager of the opposing team. He ended up doing it. Finally, Riz, Mike Rizzo decided to just screw it, and he left. It, it This whole COVID-19 thing, honestly, is just, it's getting stupid. And Andrew Cuomo continues to be stupid. Andrew Cuomo... The worst governor of the United States, of New York, by the way, if you don't know who Andrew Cuomo is. Chris Cuomo, who was um, is his brother on CNN, what a shock, had an opinion about why COVID-19 hit New York and killed 35,000 of his citizens. Here's what he had to say. And then we're going to talk about this. I've got some 
positive and negative things about Andrew Cuomo to say. I mean, he's a crappy governor. I don't know why 80% of his population loves him, but let's listen to what uh, Andrew Cuomo's got to say. Donald Trump caused the COVID outbreak in New York. Donald Trump caused the COVID outbreak in New York. That is a fact. It's a fact that he admitted, and the CDC admitted, and Fauci admitted, the China virus, the China virus, the China virus. It was not the China virus. It was the European virus that came to New York. They missed it. They missed it. The China virus went to Europe. It got on a plane. It went to Europe. They never even thought of the possibility. And then three million Europeans got on the plane and came to New York. And they brought the virus. January, they brought the virus. February, they brought the virus. March, they brought the virus. And in mid-March, the federal government does a travel ban from Europe. Mid-March, too little, too late, Mr. President, he caused the COVID outbreak in New York. Donald Trump and his incompetent CDC and his incompetent NIH and his incompetent Department of Homeland Security. Department of Homeland Security. We're going to protect the people of this nation. We're not going to let the immigrants come across the southern border. We're going to create a wall. Why didn't you stop the virus? The virus killed many more Americans than anything you were worried about on the southern border. This guy isn't just a lousy governor. He's a bad human being. Let's look at some facts. New York had the highest total of infections and the second highest total of deaths. Cuomo ordered that elderly with COVID should be returned to old folks' homes. This infected and killed thousands more. The DOJ decided to start investigating Cuomo's handling of the pandemic in his state. Could this be political or not political? I don't know. But is it a shock he's pissing on Donald Trump? They, they blame Donald Trump for everything. Hurricane Laura, Donald Trump's fault. Uh, even though it's a hurricane, it's a black swan event. The DOJ found that New York lied about their death numbers. And when it was pointed out, the New York bureaucracy that calculates the number of dead lost the statistics. That happened this week. Trump banned travel from Europe before we even knew there were two strains of the virus. New York did not want to close when the virus hit. You've got that idiot, Bill de Blasio, is saying, oh no, come to New York, don't panic. Uh, just like Nancy Pelosi, hey, don't panic about anything, everything's fine. Come to Chinatown. Finally, Andrew Cuomo actually thanked Donald Trump for his response. This response included sending New York PPEs, ventilators and respirators, and a U.S. Navy hospital ship, which helped, held 
less than 10% of people who had issues. Trump finally called the hospital ship back and said, okay, New York is not losing, New York is not having problems. And he called it back. I also want to point out that Cuomo pointed out that this was a European strain and not a Chinese strain. In other words, this virus had nothing to do with China. Why do leftists feel the need to protect China? Here's the reality. There wouldn't be a European strain if the Chinese strain wasn't let out from China. And we failed to point out that all Democrats did not want travel bans from China, from Europe, from Australia. Andrew Cuomo is trying to cover his ass right now. That's what it is. That's that's all it is. I mean, he sat back last this week, sat back and said that if Donald Trump walked the streets in New York, he'd be killed. He'd have to have an army protecting him. Well, here's the thing. Unless Trump actually had COVID, walked the streets of the New York, walked the streets of New York and started spitting in people's mouths in New York, he didn't cause the virus. And one of the things I want to really point out is that, you know, no one handled the virus well. Trump didn't handle the virus great. As a matter of fact, we're going to probably have to talk about Bob Woodward's interview with Trump, which, why the fuck would Trump talk to Bob Woodward, who is a conspiracy theorist? Now, I like Bob Woodward. I have his book, All the President's Men, signed by him. I, I, I like Bob Woodward. I think what he did with um, Nixon and Watergate was fantastic. I read the book. The book was fantastic. Okay. But why would you interview with Bob Woodward back in February? And Bob Woodward, in his interviews, Trump said, listen, um, I'm playing down the virus, which is probably bad language by Trump. What a shock. It probably should have been, I don't want people panicking or something like that because I don't want people panicking. That's probably closer to the truth. We'll have to talk about that one. This is this is one of the things that we're really having a hard time with in this country right now, is that now we're going to see the media is going to flip about everything. Joe Biden is going to get wasted in this next election. I'm sorry, he is. I have no doubt he's going to get wasted in this election. And unless the Democrats cheat. And by the way, we've already had an entire podcast on why are the Democrats changing the way we vote, which we voted the last 250 years in the same way, and suddenly this year we need to stop. Because because Biden's going to lose. They know it. And we're going to talk more about that in a few minutes. So uh, things are... Uh, it's just this COVID-19 thing, which wasn't Trump's fault, it wasn't anybody's fault. I'm not even blaming Cuomo for what he did because no one knew anything about this. We all, everyone made mistakes, including Cuomo. 
And people died in Cuomo's state. Not because Cuomo is an... Well, he's an incompetent. There's no question. But not because Cuomo didn't think he was doing the best for his people, but because he made bad decisions. Trump made bad decisions. Cuomo said bad things. Trump said bad things. It happens. Stop politicizing the virus. Because it's not a political thing. It really isn't. It's not Cuomo's fault that he made bad choices. He didn't know shit. It's not Trump. Trump's fault that he made bad choices. And I think Trump made some decent choices. Okay, I think he said some stupid things. But I think Trump made some decent choices. Don't forget, and I say this, this is the fourth time I've said this in the last like two weeks. Fauci sat back and said there could be 2 million dead by the end of 2020. We have 189,000 dead right now. 190 probably. This is not a good thing. It's a bad thing. But um, we're, it's far from 2 million. And even if we have 300,000 dead, it's still far from 2 million? Why can't people just stop politicizing this and realize nobody knew what was going on? And not just in this country, every other country. Italy, do you think they knew what they were doing with it? They're leading in the deaths per million in the world. The United States is actually falling in the deaths per million in the world. So Trump did some good things. I mean, we're doing more testing than any other country in the world. We're telling the honest God truth. Do you think Trump wants you to know there are 200,000 that are going to be dead or 300,000? Of course not. It doesn't help him. Do you think Trump wanted to shut down the economy? Of course not. That's stupid. He had no desire to shut down the economy. He did it because he cared about the people. Was it correct? Probably not. We're looking at it now. It's probably not. Was it correct to sit back and say... But the thing is, later on, we're going to talk about... Ma not masks, but the vaccine thing. But the vaccine thing has really nothing to do with any of this. It's all political. It needs to stop. It really needs to stop. So the last story is really a disturbing story. And by the way, I had five stories today. I'm going to push one of them um, till Monday because I want to watch the rest of the football season. Uh, and the other story I'm not even going to talk about because it's just a stupid story. I might bring it up. And I've got one more new segment that I'm going to add to this. Uh, so here we go. Next story. Back in March, a man named Daniel Prude was arrested and died in police custody, sort of, in Rochester, New York. I'll get into the details of Prude's death in a few minutes. For some reason, rioters decided to riot in Rochester this past weekend, destroying business, harassing people, things like that. The rioters wanted the resignation of the police chief, Leron Singletary, and Democratic Mayor of Rochester, Lovely Warren. Yeah, that's her name. And, of course, they wanted the police defunded. So this week, the entire Rochester police force decided to say, fuck it, we quit, and took some retired, 
Some took a demotion back to what they were, but they decided they didn't want to lead in in Rochester. So uh, this team included, get this, you'll love this, Chief LaRon Singletary, a black man, announced his retirement. Deputy Chief Joseph Morabito announced his retirement. Deputy Chief Mark Mura returned to a previously held rank of captain. He doesn't want to lead, but he wants to take care of his people. Deputy Chief Mark Simmons returned to a previously held rank of lieutenant. In other words, he took two demotions. Commander Fabian Rivera. Um, Not sure, but he probably sounds like he's a minority. Announced retirement. Commander Henry Faber returned to his previous rank of lieutenant. Again, he decided to drop two ranks. And Commander Elena Correa, who sounds like, if you believe by intersectionality, she is a woman and a... um, and a uh, minority. She announced her retirement. Chief LaRon Singletary said in a statement, As a man of integrity, I will not sit idly by, this is a black man, mind you, while outside entities attempt to destroy my character. The events over the past week are an attempt to destroy my character and integrity. The members of the Rochester Police Department and the greater Rochester uh, community know my reputation and know that I, what I stand for. The mischaracterization of, and the politicization of the actions that I took after being informed of Mr. Prude's death is not based on facts and is not what I stand for. He's absolutely correct here. We're going to get into the facts of Mr. Prude in a few minutes. I would like to thank the men and women of the Rochester Police Department, as well as the Rochester community, for allowing me the honor of serving as your chief and fulfilling a lifelong dream. I look forward to continuing to serve our community in my next chapter. Again, did I say that Rochester, that Singletary is a black man? I won't call him an African American because I don't know where he's from. So let's talk about what happened to Daniel Prude. And you tell me at the end if the conduct of the officers has anything to do with what happened to Prude being dead. Okay, here it was. Back in March, the police were called twice. Once by Prude's brother saying that Daniel Prude was missing and another citizen saying there was a disturbance. We find out later he was breaking windows. And he's trying to break into houses. The police showed up and found Prude nude and high. They didn't know what he was high on. Now, mind you, this is Rochester, New York in March. It was snowing. It was less than 30 degrees out and he's buck naked. Police got him to the ground and handcuffed him. Prude did not fight. The police surrounded Prude, but they never touched him. A supervisor ended up showing up. The supervisor was black. Prude started spitting at police officers and telling them that he had COVID-19. The supervisor requested that a spit mask be put on Prude. Prude 
through the spit mask, which, by the way, a spit mask is basically a linen shirt put over your head. You can still breathe. You can still see. You can still spit. Okay? But it just prevents spit from going very far. Prude continued to try to spit through the spit mask. The police officers told him to knock it off. That was about it. Prude tried to get up and was restrained for about two minutes until an ambulance arrived. Apparently, later we found out, Prude threw up in his spit mask and lost consciousness. He started to, he stopped breathing. He was revived on the way to the hospital, but had suffered such extreme brain damage. A few weeks later, or a week later, he was removed from life support. According to Daily Wire and the autopsy report, the autopsy report from the Monroe County Medical Examiner's Office, according to WXXI News, listed Prude's cause of death as complications of asphyxia in the setting of physical restraint due to excited delirium due to acute phencyclidine intoxication, an indication that Prude was high on PCP. So, did it seem like the police did anything wrong? They never pulled their guns on him. They didn't tase him. They didn't tackle or punch him. One police police officer had to put his hands on his face, but that's because he had to control his head due to the fact he was spitting on them. He never put his hands on his neck. But Prude's... There was one police officer that actually put his knee on Prude, but he put it on his butt. It wasn't on his back. It wasn't on his neck. But Prude's brother said that this was an example of a lynching. It wasn't. Not at all. I'm going to say that again. Prude was high on PCP, running naked through the snow in northern New York, assaulting police officers. That's by spitting. He threw up his mask. He threw up in his mask and choked on and choked on the vomit, causing asphyxia, and ended up brain dead and died a week later. There were six police officers there. All six police officers did not do anything. They knew this guy was out of his mind. And by the way, here, here's something crazy. Um, the talk about... Uh, the talk about... Um, uh, delirium, uh, excited delirium, that is actually a medical condition, especially when you're on drugs. He got so excited, his heart probably palpitated, he was going crazy, that's why he threw up in his mask. That's a real thing. That's a medical evaluation. These cops were suspended because of this and probably not going to rejoin the force. It wasn't a lynching. It was a guy who was out of his mind because of the drugs, because of drugs and depression. I didn't even talk about the depression. The reality is this guy, 24 hours earlier, 
was in a hospital on a on a suicide watch. He had depression. He died by his own hand. The cops didn't do anything. But that doesn't matter to the radical left. It's an excuse. Details don't matter. And now, grape, and details don't matter. And apparently dates don't matter. This happened six months ago. And now, the folks at Rochester decide the riot and loot? What took you six months? The police officers and chiefs are retiring because they don't want their names sullied or feel helpless to fix these problems. The ironic thing is a lot of these police chiefs are minorities, are women, or both. Here's a short list of cities whose police chiefs have retired. And uh, and and the political affiliation of the mayors in those cities. Portland, Oregon, mayor, Democrat. Atlanta, Georgia, mayor, Democrat. Richmond, Virginia, mayor, Democrat. Menlo Park, California, mayor, Democrat. Fort Lauderdale, Florida, mayor, Democrat. Alameda, California, mayor, Democrat. Fort Worth, Texas, <coughs> mayor, Republican. What? Oh, frick. Okay. Yeah, that's it, by the way. San Jose, California, mayor, Democrat. Nashville, Tennessee, mayor, Democrat. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, mayor, Democrat. Seattle, Washington, mayor, Democrat. Dallas, Texas, mayor, Democrat. Rochester, New York, mayor, Democrat. Do you see a pattern? Do you see what the problem is? Why these police officers are quitting? I, if you don't, this is a real problem. You don't hear um, the mayor from, oh, geez, smoking, I, I don't know, smoke butts, Texas having the police chief, chief retire because it's Republican, they're conservative, they support the police officers. Democrats do not support their police officers. That's it. That's where it comes down to. And this is where Trump will win. And he needs to point that out. He seriously needs to point that stuff out. We are losing good cops, good police leadership, because these pieces of crap Democrats cannot take care of their people. Cannot take care of the people who are trying to take care of us. It's bullshit. It's crap. I told you that I'm going to start a new segment because Joe Biden's an idiot and he says so many stupid things that I, I, I can't even keep up. I could do podcasts on just the dumb, stupid, effing things he says and the media protects him. Eventually, I'm going to have to find some music for this segment because I think this music's pretty cool. Um, but here it is. Uh, it, it's disgusting. The press doesn't push him on anything. So let's listen to the first clip. Well, thank you all. I carry with me. I don't have it. I gave, gave it to my staff. But I carry with me in my pocket 
Hey, do I have that around anyone? Where's my staff? I gave it away anyway. I carry a schedule in my pocket. This is going to be a common theme with him. He lost the script. If you see a video from Grabian on YouTube or my site, he looks confused. By the way, all these videos are from Grabian. So you should actually, if you have a YouTube account, go in, join Grabian. It, it's it's really funny. The, Grabian does a great job on this. But do you realize this isn't like the first time he's done this? He just, he needs a staff. He needs a script. And he won't do anything without a script, which is why Trump's going to kill him in the debates. It's really kind of disgusting. And if you saw the video, he looks confused. He looks lost. Is this the guy you want negotiating with Vladimir Putin or Xi Jinping? Or um, whoever the leader of North Korea is? Or the Iranian leader? This is who you want to deal with? Okay, let's listen to the next clip. He promised. <clears throat> then candidate Trump going to do <clears throat> starts <clears throat> announcing some addition. Today I'm announcing. <clears throat> I don't think this one is that big of a deal. Okay, he's coughing. Old men cough, but it shows you something. He's an old man. I don't think he has COVID. And by the way, he's not wearing a mask. This is a guy who's screaming, "Wear a mask!" Donald Trump's an asshole because. He doesn't wear masks or whatever. He's not wearing a mask. He's coughing like a sieve throughout his speech. This was in, by the way, the last two clips were in Detroit. When he's talking to Detroit automakers and Trump's an asshole and whatever. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But it's the hypocrisy. It is the hypocrisy. And it also shows you this man's getting old. He's not healthy. He's definitely not mentally attuned anymore. So why should we take this guy seriously? Finally, the third clip, third and last clip. Let's listen to this one. If you watch the ads, I'm sure you've seen them, although uh, a lot of Pennsylvanians are seeing them because there's a lot of ads out there right now. Uh, they would say that you want to uh, defund the police, and uh, it seems to be uh, uh, trying to frighten some folks. Uh, can you can you set the record straight on that? I not only don't want to defund the police, I'm the one calling for $300 billion, million more for local police, for community policing. I also think we should add uh, social workers and psychologists to help police on 911 calls. The only person calling to defund the police is, is Donald Trump. Look at his budget. He calls for cutting police funding for local, state and local help by $400 million. Once again, he's pathological. Oh, it's Trump that wants to defund the police. But meanwhile, you just mentioned that you want to move money away from the police. You want to hire more people for psychology, which basically means where are you going to get that money? Oh, the police departments? Trump? Never said that. Trump has always been against defunding the police. He thinks we need to give them more. Now, I agree with Biden in a couple of things. One, Biden never really said he defunded what wanted to defund the police. He really didn't say that. But the fact that he supports certain groups or won't condemn certain groups tells me, oh, Antifa and BLM, 
who want to defund the police. Tells me that he's not 100% against defunding the police. Trump has offered federal help to support the police in ending these riots that are happening throughout the country, destroying businesses, threatening lives. That was a bad, bad move. Bad, bad comment. Because the first thing, and you know what, those freaking reporters ask a follow-up question. Say, but I mean, you've never, you've never said that BLM and Antifa are bad. How can you sit back and say that Trump said that? And by the way, we have the internet today. If Trump said he wanted to defund the police, play the clip. Because Trump's never said that. He's the law and order guy. He is doing nothing but supporting the police. Every major police union and organization in the country is supporting Donald Trump. Why? Because he supports the police. Okay, we're 45 minutes, went long, but this was a good uh, podcast. I needed to get through this stuff. I wish I could have gotten through yesterday, but uh, I couldn't. So you can follow me on Twitter at RunninFool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, you can uh, visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and there is a crap load for this episode. So there's a bunch of there's a bunch of links, there's a bunch of video, there's a bunch of audio, bunch of pictures. Go visit it. This is Gene and you listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>